Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as the Cowboy Way protein powder. And for our listeners, use your special discount code, MODERNCOWBOY, at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer, saddle up old rock, and I sit down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, twenty thousand dollar horses. Then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Really excited to have my guest on today, uh, Doug Champion. Doug Champion's got a a company that is all about uh, fitness and uh, performance for rodeo athletes, but not only rodeo athletes, but but anybody looking to improve their overall fitness and health. Um, but before we get to get to Doug here, I just want to talk about a few things. We just got back from Montana. We were up there for a little over a week, my wife and I, and uh, just had a great time. We actually were at the, we went to the uh, Montana Pro Rodeo Association Hall of Fame dinner. It's one of the first ones they had, which was really cool. Uh, met some really great people um, and uh, was just excited to be up there. But it was funny, uh, you know, I do these Cowboy Way Wednesdays now, for those of you that follow the podcast and follow our social media. And I'd had Wacy Barda on. He'd been on the podcast probably, I think it was a year ago to the day, I think. And I had him on a uh a Cowboy Way Wednesday, a year to the day after he was on the podcast. And, and so we're talking about fitness, you know, health, training, all that stuff. And um, he mentions this this guy, Doug Champion, in Champion Living, which is his the, the company he's got. And I had just seen Doug's stuff that day on social media, and I think it was probably because I was was uh, getting ready to do Wacy's episode, and uh, and I think I may have clicked through his stuff and, and, and saw Doug's thing. And anyway, that's, that's how I kind of discovered him. Well... I'm in Montana and I'm at this at this uh, dinner and this event, and I'm talking to uh, this this guy I just met, Trey Taylor, uh, and he's a bareback rider and and he, he has a lone wolf leather company. He builds makes leather stuff, belts and wallets and all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, because of some of the friends I had there and that the, uh, we were mutual friends with, he goes, "Yeah, I hear you. You know, you've got a nutrition line. You've got this cowboy Way protein powder." And I go, "Yeah," and 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 he says, "Um." Yeah, I got this good friend. It's got this training program, and and he says Doug Champion, and so it's like Doug had been coming up over and over. So we had him on the Cowboy Way Wednesday last night, and then 
uh, true to form the way I do a lot of things, uh, like yesterday. I think I messaged Doug twenty or two hours before and and uh, scheduled that Cowboy Way Wednesday, and then we scheduled this podcast last night. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I went through all that just to introduce Doug, and uh, we're going to find out how he got started and um, what his company's all about. So Doug, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. I appreciate you having me on, man. A lot. I had a had a good time last night, just kind of getting uh, getting to know each other for a second and just chatting for that twenty minutes. So I'm excited to get to to chat for a little bit longer than that. Yeah, very cool. So now you're in Colorado. Are you in Colorado right now, or do you li- you live in Colorado, right? I live in Greeley, Colorado. Right at this moment, I am in Joplin, Missouri. That's I'm right. At, uh, yeah, good buddy's wedding. Yeah, perfect. Um, and he's getting married tomorrow. Is it? He gets married on Saturday, oh, so we've got all the you know rehearsal, all the festivities and such like that. So we're going to be uh, starting that here this afternoon. Oh, right on. Well, hey, well, shout out to your buddy and congratulations. Uh, and appreciate uh, it. I'll let him know. Yeah, absolutely. So hey, let's let's talk about you and in uh, you know your history a little bit. How how did you get started in rodeo? Did you grow up in rodeo uh, or the cowboy world? Man, uh, it's kind of it's a little bit of a wild story. So no, we did. Uh, and Richie Champion is my little brother, just for everyone listening to know that. He's six-time, seven-time NFR okay, okay. qualifier in the bareback riding. Oh, okay, so um, so now i I got to stop you just one second, because this happens every time on a podcast. I had no idea that that was your yeah. little brother. <laughs> that's my little brother. That's yep. that's that's hilarious. Okay, so that's really cool, because um, yeah, I, I obviously know who he is. Um, right. And uh, so uh, real quick, is your, is champion your guy's real last name or did you guys, did you guys make that up? <laughs> real last name. Real That's... last name. It's either really awesome or a lot to live up to. I'm not sure which one yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. No, you're good, man. Uh, you know, most of our childhood, we, we grew up with horses for, uh, when we were really young, man, probably three to five years old. We had horses. We were living in New Mexico with, uh, our family, obviously, and they were running a hotel there, and we had the opportunity. My dad grew up on a ranch um, or ranching in the summers, and his dad had a lot of land up in eastern Washington, and they did they worked cows all all year round. Um, but it wasn't their main main thing at all. It was definitely more of a a hobby and a fun thing to do. Right. Um, we moved to Alaska, man, when we were pretty young, so about six years old, I think, is when I got there. So Richie had to be about three. And we were there for um, it was eight or nine years. And we so we grew up really in that part of our life, skiing, downhill skiing, fishing, uh, you know, hunting, living. I mean, the Alaska life. And it was dude, a great place to grow up. But uh, once we moved back to that lower 48 um, is when we got back into to riding horses. And it was pretty much game on from there. But it wasn't really the rodeo scene until I was in high school and honestly man we just kind of decided that we wanted to do it and put our heads out there and went and found out how to do it uh there wasn't we didn't have a whole lot of guidance we didn't and by a whole lot i mean we had zero guidance (laughs) (laughs) uh so i remember richie was a really big mounted shooter and uh, really he actually yeah richie was that's the first thing that he really got into in the western world you could say and he's actually in his age division he was a world champion at it no yeah, kidding. so he, uh, we, he grew up in that. I We met a guy named Mickey Young through that sport, and his son is Josie Young. And he's an NFR bareback rider from Idaho. He owns Silver Lining Herbs, 
there's a big horse supplement company. Yep. Yep. So I was talking to Mickey about it and I was probably 15, 16 years old. Like I, and Mickey went to the NFR in his day in the bareback ride. And so I was explaining to him, you know, I want to get on, I want to learn how to do this. And he's like, well, my son will come over and help you out. So Josie put me on my first horse ever in my buddy's backyard. And we had built this makeshift pin and buck and shoot. And we just kind of, figured it out and beat the hell out of ourselves <laughs> uh not really knowing what to do man but uh so that's how we got our little start in rodeo richie was a bull rider long before he got on a bareback horse uh i had to talk him in to get on a bareback horse and once he did it was literally uh he, he was a natural man he just always had that natural ability on horses yeah so he took off on it really quick but man after high school i ended up at sam houston state and rodeo there uh for bubba miller and we all, that's where I got my permit and started pro rodeoing and doing all those things. So I rodeoed with Bill Tudor and Taylor Price and Jake Brown. And just, um, we grew up in, that's where I started my pro rodeo uh, career was with those guys. And it was, it was awesome, man. A great place to be. Got on tons of horses. Um, you know, but the, the one thing that I found that was missing to the whole thing before I got injured even was, the strength and fitness part of, of working out and being a rodeo athlete, that wasn't a thing then. And it's just now becoming that thing where it's very important. Right. Um, so that's what got me fired up. Well, my injury more or less got me really into coaching, but I really started working out as a young athlete in rodeo knew I had to be strong, knew these horses were way stronger than me, knew they were breeding them to keep getting stronger. So right. I needed to continue to get my body that way. And um, so that's where I started dabbling and work lifting weights and doing all those things and again that was a lot of self-taught things just like i think a lot of us were um you know even now a lot of guys are still just going by youtube or going off uh you know videos they see on instagram and just kind of figuring it out themselves and yeah they're getting stronger but they're not seeing like the results they'd really want right. um and so i started i was working out probably five times a day five times a day <laughs> rewind five <laughs> times a week um you know, with some mobility sessions, stuff like that. But again, just figuring it out. And not until I got hurt in 2013, just a freak deal. A uh, horse just literally just rolled with me into uh, into the fence. And the way she hit, it would just sandwich me straight into the into the, the pipe, I guess, right. horizontally. So my rigging hit me in the chest and broke my collarbone, broke a bunch of ribs and fractured my vertebrae, L4, L5, and S1. Um took a long time for that all to heal and to be honest my ribs and collarbone hurt so bad i didn't even know my back was that hurt <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it took me a long time to figure out that my back was actually injured and not just tight from not moving so i let the ribs heal let the collarbone heal felt pretty good was gonna get on um and i drew wise guy which i don't know if you remember that horse but uh, Scotty Lovelace on that horse, and uh, he went to the NFR, I don't know, dude, probably 15 or 16 times. But, of course, right. I had to get on that one. Right. So I got on him, and I was the last guy to ever get on him at a rodeo, which was really cool. And uh, I was 83 points, and I got off, and I knew that something was wrong with my back. So I went and got an x-ray, and they were like, oh, yeah, these are definitely, you know, your vertebrae are – fractured um the discs are herniated they're touching their nerves which is why i'm having all the i had all these sensations going numb in the legs and the feet and tingling and sitting for any extended amount of time over five minutes was just awful man it was terrible so i was i hadn't needed to get fixed but the thing was i was so young that um these 
orthopedic surgeons didn't want to fix me, didn't want to, weren't confident, I guess, in being able to help me the long term. They weren't certain that they could help me, I guess. And so it took about two to three years of just doing me doing more research, talking to more doctors and uh, neurosurgeons started becoming the thing for spine surgery because there's so many nerves involved. Um, and so I found a guy in Houston, went and saw him the first time. He literally told me, I'll fix you on day one. And I said, okay, let's do it. So I had a full spine fusion. Um, he had never operated on anyone as young as me. So he basically told me, I'll fix you, but I don't know what your capabilities will be past everyday life being good. Right. And so we said, cool. And I was willing to take that chance. And it was the best chance I ever took, man. And that's what really got me into fitness because the doc said, well, every doctor that turned that said they wouldn't operate said the best thing you can do is get strong. Right. And so they didn't not help me, but they gave me good. That was good. The best advice I could probably ever get. So I focused on really what's it take to get everything strong, the whole thing, the whole picture. So at that time I had fallen in love with CrossFit, which was a, you know, I think a lot of people have fallen in love with that sport. Um, and that's where I started my coaching uh, career. And so I got a level one certification before right before I got um, my spine surgery. So I'd been coaching, learning. When I had my surgery, I couldn't do anything but stand or lie down. I couldn't. Um, so there was no, I couldn't do anything for two months. So I just dove into learning as much as I could about coaching. I um, read a bunch of books and just really fell in love with it, man. And uh, the process of it and ended up doing all my own rehab. I started a gym. I had bought a gym right before I had the surgery. So I started that while I was rehabbing. Um, in a town called Huntsville, Texas, same place as Sam Houston State University is at. Yeah. And I did all my own rehabilitation through there uh, and decided that I wanted to try and make the CrossFit Games. CrossFit had kind of filled that void for me. I remember talking with you yesterday about guys when they when they don't yeah. have anything. Uh, it's depressing. It, it takes everything away. And CrossFit really filled that that hole for me. And I, I needed it bad just because like what we were talking about yesterday, it, it, it's, it hurt, man. It, you know, you, it consumes you, you put every, every part of your day in life towards riding bucking horses. And then you just can't, and they tell you that's it. And like, what do you mean? That's it. You know, you gotta have something else that, that gives you joy and brings you happiness. And so CrossFit was that hobby for me. And I, uh, man, I loved it. I love that sport. Um, the more that I've learned, as a coach and as an athlete, I realized that is not the best way of fitness for everybody by any means. Right. But for a sport and getting really, really athletic and really in shape, if you have good movement mechanics, it is badass. Yeah. It works really well. Um, I've never gotten so strong in my life. Um, I didn't make the cross the games, got close to regionals with a team a couple times. Um, but that sport, just like rodeo is insanely tough and like it's literally millimeters that separate people right it's um you know what you draw in the in the events that you have to do you know some if it's a i was really good at gymnastics and those kinds of things quick moving things but i was strong but there's a lot of guys that are way freaking stronger than me so if it's something that's moving to heavy weight a lot during the competition i'm probably going to sit there in the middle every time and be pretty good but if it's a good combination i have a good better shot at winning just like you know drawing that horse that's better than the other one or whatever. Right. But, uh, yeah. And the more I, I had that gym, I obviously had all my rodeo buddies in there and they just started coming in and, um, 
then working out with me. And again, we started doing all CrossFit together because that's what I was doing. And everyone was getting stronger, but I could see it wasn't helping them in the sport. They were getting their mobility was not getting any better mm-hmm. because they were trying to go too hard in the in the workouts and moving too much weight. So they're not moving well and they're not hitting that full range of motion while they move. Right. Um, again, and we talked about this yesterday, the sport beats you up so much as itself. Yep. The gym should never do that. Um, so I just started putting pieces together, really started again, re-educating myself, learning more. Um, and through that, I ended up taking a break. Rewind while I own the gym. One of my good buddies that I coach there is Cody Johnson. And okay. Got he, uh, I went, I worked for him. I sold the gym after right. four years and worked for him full time. And traveled with him and toured and uh, trained him on the road and helped him with all those things. So I was on the road with him for a little bit. And then I decided to start my own business. And this year messed me up because of COVID. I feel like we're like a year, like the year hasn't happened. But in 2020, January 2020, I started Champion Living Fitness. And I had seven clients that had just were my buddies that I'd worked with on the road still and just had never really put any effort into this remote thing. And the pandemic hit and, uh, I decided that I really wanted to do this and I had a good base and I had a good, um, good program built that was actually rodeo specific that I had been working on and had been doing through all the studies and stuff and all the readings that I've been doing. Um, and so I just really started, diving in man and i really started i really gave it away in the beginning and just to make sure it worked right (laughs) Uh, right. you know like calling my closest friends like hey man um i don't want you to pay anything i really just need to see what just promise me you'll do the workouts and be consistent and let's see what happens um and it's you know it's just grown from there and here we are uh i think 18 19 months in and it's been it's been unbelievable man it's been a crazy unbelievable journey um i've been able to hire three other trainers that are rodeo cowboys and a cowgirl um that have experience in rodeo that know what it takes to be a rodeo athlete but also know how to how to ride a bucking horse or how to ride a bull or what it takes what muscles are used um, and i think that's what is missed mostly is that guys just haven't done this so there's amazing trainers out there that these guys go to and then they'll come to us and tell us you know we these these are great trainers but we just couldn't get the results and it's not that they don't know how to train somebody it's just they don't know the sport of rodeo right and rodeo is so niche and so specific you can't just kind of fake it till you make it right on the uh, on the training aspect and so yeah here we are and we've created a man we've got plans for everybody and like i was telling you yesterday everything we do is individualized but we also have programs available for people that are um, if they were, you know, if their body was able and they're in good health, they could pick this program up and get better at the strengths that you need to ride a bucking horse or get stronger at the skills you need to um, to rope or whatever it is. We have things that are built event specifically for each event. Right. Which what, I don't think is out there yet <laughs> besides yeah, us. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, you know, because I, I spent years as a chiropractor treating, you know, all kinds of biomechanical and musculoskeletal injuries and stuff. And, uh, you know, I had a rehab center and, uh, you know, you look, you, you look at just because you just mentioned roping. And that's one of the things, you know, as, as guys get older, uh, 
that you know they're they're so many of them aren't doing anything, but they're trying to rope. You know, and they and they're sixty or even seventy, and they can't get their arm up. They can't do this, and there's so yeah, there's so many things that they can do to you know to help correct those things and. And like you said, it, this hasn't been in at the forefront of, of rodeo or being a cowboy, but it really needs to be because, uh, you know, cowboys are every much uh, uh, an athlete as an NFL player or, you know, an MMA guy or whoever, and uh, it's just critical. I mean, if not more so of an athlete, like the amount of force that a bareback rider goes through and want to ride, you know, yeah. I don't know what the exact numbers were, but they can – a lot more than an astronaut goes through going to space yeah. each jump. So, well, it's it's, it's like insane. It, it's like a motor vehicle accident over and over for on every yes. jump. You know what I mean? It's an acceler. It's a it's a hyper hyper extension, hyper flexion, oh, acceleration, yep. deceleration injury every time. <laughs> exactly, it's yeah. wild. And you know the fact that cowboys have been able to go this long and be competitive and not take care of their bodies the right way is, dude, like. Yeah, you're, you know, tough. Like you're, you're tough. tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, toughest there is, and I will put all my money on that. Yeah, but there is definitely we're hitting that point where guys are realizing that training smarter yep. is much better than doing it the hard way, and that just goes. I think it just goes back to, um, you know, you're just seeing guys not make it as long, man. Right. You see these outstanding rodeo athletes that they ride for two or three years and then that's it. They're, they're gone. And you're oh. like, where'd that guy go? You yeah. know, and he's just so crippled. He couldn't go no more. Right. And there's only one JV Mooney. Right. You exactly. know, that can, that can yeah. do that. And I applaud him. He's an anomaly, dude. That guy is an yeah, absolute he's, beast. He's a, like, he's, a, he's a unicorn for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all those young kids that think that they're going to do what he does and be him. I'm just going to tell you, like, right now, you're not. You know, yeah. you can't. You can't be. He's one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. One of a kind. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I just, this whole thing is just, this whole movement is really exciting to me. It's been very exciting to see how accepted or accepting everybody's been of it and willing to try, like, a new thing, right. which is not always easy for people. Um, so, yeah, man, it's exciting. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think what you said there, too, uh, you know, in rodeo, the the events beat you up so bad that the gym should never beat you up. And and I think yeah. I know when I started because when I started training when I was nineteen, uh, you know, it was I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger. I met him at a mall at a book signing, you know, and he was like twenty eight years old and he was just a beast and everybody wanted to be Arnold, you know. And uh, the training was was just that. I mean, you would just kill yourself in the training, yeah. and uh, and it wasn't a functional type of training really. Per se, you know, it's just trying to build mass and trying to be huge and strong, and and you're just crippled with injuries over and over, and you and you see that even more, you know, the older you get, and when you're young, you know, you're ten foot tall and bulletproof and rough, tough and hard to bluff. You know, it's a different story, but you get a little more mature, and and you know, you have some injuries, and, and you know, you you want to be able to maximize your your entire physical capabilities, you know, yeah. and uh, I think that's what's critical, and and I just I, I agree with you so much in terms of the. Uh, you know, getting beat up in the gym. You, you, if you know, you shouldn't not want to go to the gym. It it should be fun. I mean, yeah. You know, you should feel good after. You should you, feel ex- really good after. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, um you know, you know, it's, what else? You know what else too? Though, I, I just gotta say this. Uh, you know, so many times over the past year on on the podcast, I'll have somebody on, and they've started a new business during during this COVID deal, and it's just a testament to, uh, you know. Uh, 
people's drive and determination and just not letting shit get in their way. Exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, and I just think it's really great. And, that, and that's what the, this podcast is about, too, man, is to just inspire the people to, you know, you got an idea, you got something you want to do, just, you know, do it, do it man. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's applaud awesome, you for man. that, man. I think that's super I cool. That. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah. No, I'd say uh, we are. I was definitely a little nervous doing it, but I think if it something doesn't scare you, it's yeah. not worth doing. You know, yeah. it's not. Exactly. And, um, but I think there is, I don't know if it's a, uh, there's a lot of people that are just so shell shocked and scared that they won't step out of that comfort zone. Right. And, but they want to say over and over, like, well, I can't do this. I can't, I don't want to be here. I want to be there. And it's like, what are you doing to get there? Well, it's hard. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Dude, get just one foot in the front of another. It new day. Every day is a new day. Just keep moving forward somehow, some way. Even if it's just ten minutes that you worked on that one thing, that one day, and you got you know you did an hour the next day. Same thing I say with working out. Like it's the consistency that is the king in everything. If you consistently do something, you're gonna get better at it. Yep. If you consistently don't do something. You're going to suck at it still. <laughs> yep, a- absolutely. You know, and, and I think it's so true, too, when I look back. I mean, I, I literally treated, treated thousands of patients. And, uh, and, and you know, so much of it, it was people that were just deconditioned, severely yep. deconditioned. Uh, you know, their diets were horrific. And, uh, you know, and, and then again, then it just goes back to the psychology and the mindset. And, and, you know, I mean, there's so many different factors, but all those things add up. And. And I just feel that everybody, whether they're riding bucking horses or they're, you know, riding a, you know, riding lawnmower, you, you, we need to all just treat our our, our bodies uh, that, that we are athletes because we are, you know, you know, Absolutely. it's I, I used to I've told a couple because I've gone I've gone through a lot of uh, health things and um, I mean I know the the healthcare industry inside and out. I, I was a qualified medical evaluator and I've I've done so many independent medical evals and. Uh, I was contracted with the largest medical evaluation company in the world, medical uh, MES. And, you know, you just look at uh, the the things that, you know, doctors do many times, and I'm not faulting them, but for, for basic, I am. yeah, yeah. For base <laughs> for basic healthcare things, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're lost. I mean, if, if you say you got an arm ripped off, you got shot, you got big gashes, you're in a horrific accident, you know. Cool. They can help you. They can save they, you. Yeah. They, exactly. But for, for the other things, and, and I, I, you know, I've been on an eight-year journey um, due to a, a, a diagnosis from a genetic disorder, an iron overload disorder that uh, has taken me literally uh, till the beginning of this year. I, I, I wasn't able to lift a dumbbell because of my hands and things uh, for five years. And it's... Uh, like you just didn't have strength in them. Oh, d- dude, it's a, it's a whole nother story. I, I won't go dude, through it. Dude, I now. have I have someone I want you to talk to after we get off this because he's I have a friend that's going through that same thing and they cannot figure out what is going on with him. Well, you know, my thing now is I, I, I'm to the point where I know what's going on, but now my deal is is just is just the training and adapting my training. Um, I'm actually getting ready to have a. Uh, uh, a surgery and some stem cell injection and stuff in both my hands oh, cool. or whatever. Stem cells are awesome. Yeah, but. Uh, but anyway, it's it, it's it's hard for 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 people, you know, to to navigate, uh, you know, the medical field and mm-hmm. and 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 doctors. But if you're if you're fit and you're healthy, you're going to avoid a lot of those doctors and those things. That, so much of it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but hey, so I, I I took a look at your website because we talked about your website yesterday too. It's super yeah. cool. Um, you've got all different you know levels and and packages and things that that people can do. 
Uh, and that's, again, it's, it's championliving.com. Is that what it is? Correct? Championlivingfitness.com. Okay, championlivingfitness.com, yeah. Yep. And uh, you, you had everything on there, you know, from, you know, some basic stuff up to, you know, high-caliber pro uh, rodeo athlete stuff. And uh, yeah, does, let's talk about that a little bit and, and how you develop those those systems and things in there. Yeah, man. So everything you're going to see on there is all of our options, obviously, for coaching. And we offer fitness and nutrition options, uh, either separately or as a combination. We have... Our bread and butter is individualized coaching. And what that means is we're not writing one workout and giving it to a hundred people and saying, this is going to get you stronger because that's not how it works. Just like you were, we were talking about earlier, like everybody's different. So you can't, you know, I could have injuries that are much different than yours. So I need to change this part of the workout to get stronger in this rather than that would kind of hold you back or whatever it is it's hard to say that one workout is good for everyone because it's just not, that's not the truth. Um, so we do an individualized basis. And what that means is we take every single one of our clients and athletes through an evaluation on day one. And that is the same evaluation, no matter if you have never worked out before, or you are the top professional athlete. I don't care. I have to see these tests to make sure that your ranges of motion are good and that you're moving properly in order for me to prescribe you, you know, progressions of that, that are going to help you. Cause the biggest thing we see is a lot of people are like, yep, been working out for five years, six years, five times a week in our head. That's an advanced person. They're not someone new at all. Right. You look at the, the evaluation. A lot of times it's like, Ooh, you know, someone's self-taught hasn't, doesn't know proper movement mechanics, doesn't know, um, you know, how, what's supposed to feel right. A right. lot of times it's like, okay, we need actually need to take a couple steps back in order for this, to help you right so evaluation is key if to anybody out there listening if you have a coach and they did not evaluate you in the first week find a new coach (laughs) like that's not right they need to find out where you're at and start you where you are so that's again another one of the good things we do is starting the clients where they're at we don't ever put them above where they are we put them right exactly where they need to be and progress them through there based on what their goals are right so someone that I got an 18 year old kid. He doesn't want to lose any weight. He's 160 pounds, five, nine. He wants to get jacked. Like right. his, his workouts are going to be much different than my 89 year old grandfather who right. just wants to, he's still downhill skis every year. He's an absolute freak, but that's all he <laughs> wants to do is just be able to do his thing and be old man and talk shit to people. I'm like, cool. Right. We can do workouts <laughs> for that too. You know, right. Right. Um, it's very different that 18 year old in the same way as, you know, a high school football player and, a team roper they're the same workouts not going to help them right uh, you know do that so everything we do is individualized on the workouts the app that everyone you get access to you can't just download the app and and use it you have to be added to it by one of our coaches gotcha um i'll go i'll go over how they can do that uh here in a second but the app is super awesome very easy to understand again 89 year old grandfather can operate it so i'm confident anybody can do this um demo videos are attached to every single movement on on your daily workout so you just press play and it shows exactly what it should look like below that's going to be a description and we do a lot of time under tension work tempo work and what that means is we're having the our athletes and clients control those movements for a certain amount of time and a lot of it's the uh eccentric on the way down right um isometric holding it in that bottom position and sometimes the concentric going up just depending on what they're what they're doing what their goals are what their level of ability is but biggest 
things that I like about tempo work is makes you control the movement. First off, you're going mm-hmm. slow and you're moving. Not good. That's not proper English. You're not moving well. Right. <laughs> uh, you're going to feel it. Like I have people that they do an air squat for the first time and it's full speed and they, you know, drop so fast down that somehow they rode the momentum back up and they stand up and they're like, Oh, I didn't air squat. And you're, I'm not going to be like, Oh my goodness. Like, I don't know how you even stood up. Yeah. So I have them slow that down. Just to go two seconds on the way down one, 1000 two. like they can't even get to two without pretty much almost falling over because the mechanic is off. Right. So it makes you, it points out the movement errors really fast. It also adds resistance without adding weight, which is the biggest thing when we're talking about the sport beating you up already. Right. And heavy weight lifting is going to make you sore too and beat you up as well, especially if you're not moving well. Right. So tempo allows us to take that light weight and increase the time under tension, which is the same thing as hand. Let's say we're doing a strict press, a dumbbell strict press overhead. Right. I give you a 20 pound dumbbell and I say, okay, we're going to press up. And then for two seconds down, we're going to control it. One, 1,000, two, 1,000. I want you to contract shoulder and core and hold for two seconds and then explode up. That four seconds of added tension down is making that weight probably closer to about a 30 pound dumbbell if we're moving full speed. Right. So you're getting this strength increase, like you're lifting that heavier weight, but your CNS is not getting taxed like it's that heavier weight. Right. So your recovery is a lot faster. You're not feeling near as beat up when you leave the gym, but you're getting stronger like you are lifting that weight. Right. And so that's what I that's why I really like tempo. Um and then there's a comment section, man, just like we were talking about yesterday, like every social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, there's comment sections. Uh, they just type in things we ask them to record. So whether that's how many reps you did and how much weight you lifted or how long you held the plank for, you're going to type that in um, and the app is going to track all that for them. And so we're going to get to see each week how this is getting better, if the weight's going up, um, whatever it is. And as a coach, that's really important for me because I get to see how the athletes uh, responding to the training. And then as the athlete, you get to see how you're progressing. Um, what else do we do? Then we add in some mobility at the end, man. We really think that mobility is very important. I hear a big mix of opinions about stretching. Um, hear guys tell guys not to do it. Uh, hear people say do it every day, all day. Uh, hear people say right down the middle and kind of where I'm at on it based off of the research that I've done is if a muscle is too tight, it's going to break. If a muscle is too loose, you're going to go past those ranges of motion and potentially put yourself at risk to hurt all those ligaments holding you in place. So I think that fine line of keeping something tight, but yet a little bit uh, supple adds that to that elasticity and really makes the muscle fire. Um, Again, this is, I'm not a scientist. This is just based off of all the research I've read and what I've, come to the conclusion of that's how i feel about it right and based off of what i've done with my athletes it seems to be working really well right um so we stretch every day um again it's not long it's maybe 10 to 12 minutes but just depending on what we worked on that day we're going to tell our cns to relax let everything reset take some deep breaths man i make them really focus on their nose breathing during that time if they can breathe breathe through only their nose during that mobility session it's a big win for the the muscle in between the ears. Yep. Um, really controlling that heart rate and man, my top level guys, when they've got this master, we start visualizing riding, we start 
doing a lot of things, uh, making while they're in visualizing their riding, they're controlling their breath for four seconds in, holding it for four seconds. But like, I'm trying to relax while they're doing all, like they're trying to relax while they're doing all that. It's a lot of, it's cool, man. It's a lot of mental training that you don't expect from the physical of just stretching and doing those things, but you can always add in new things that challenge guys. And, um, and that's our biggest thing is just finding new pathways to challenge our athletes. And, um, again, starting people like where they're at. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. You say that about the mind training and the breathing and all that, because those are so critical. Uh, but to incorporate it, you know, with the stretching is, 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 is a great thing too, based on everything, you know, you just said, uh, because the last four years or so, I've really gotten into meditation and, and just mindset training. And I've, I've done this one uh, mind training app and, and, you know, done all the training on that. And, uh, you know, I've got a whole lot of beliefs about just our ability to influence, you know, everything, uh, you know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, and, and I don't like like they always say, you know, we don't use, you know hardly any percentage of our brain but uh and i believe that because it's it takes work just like other training it takes work and you got to train your mind it takes work you got to practice it and you you know and it's a diminishing skill if you're not going to do it uh and i think that's super cool uh you know that that you guys do that and i just got to say man i just i i just think you are just so on i mean obviously you're so on to something i just think it's it's uh it's brilliant and you're just at a perfect time you know in in this sport and this industry and this culture, because <clears throat> you know there's, there's all the other, uh, you know I mean there's a lot of the great things. I mean you know you know we've got uh, first form with you know Andy Fasell you know and he's the MF CEO and whatever and that and that's yeah. all well and good you know in the, in the Legion of Boom but there's <clears throat> there's nothing in the you know in in this culture and not to separate us from that because it's fine to you know cross cultures and everything else. I mean I'm the modern cowboy dude. I'm you know I love you know Armani suits and cinch jeans. So. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but to have it to have it niched into into this culture and specific for it, and specific particularly for the for the for the rodeo athletes and stuff, uh, man. I mean, that's just that's just huge, you know. So uh, we need it, man. To, like the yeah. sport needs it. Yeah, yeah. Because the the whole thing is, I mean, you know, and, and not to get into you know any you know negative crap, but you, you know, just look at the climate of our our climate and society and in political comments and people that you know that are against rodeo and against you know us even riding horses and whatever <clears throat> we need to just become uh you know that much more intelligent and be able to inform people more and just and, and become a, a bigger a bigger base in society in terms of uh, people that want to you know watch our sports and, and and participate and get involved in it you know what i mean and I think that that's, that's right on the money, dude. And I think that the biggest thing that we're missing is a way for people to, to reach out and, and figure out how to do that. Right. Yep. So like you were saying, like first form is, has an amazing thing going. Yep. We like, we are very different than first form, but crossing those paths is a great thing. And that's how we educate those people that don't know anything about rodeo right. about it and get them excited about it and show them that it's not what they think it is. And that's kind of like, Man, and probably our biggest mission with this is we want to change people's lives, man. But all of us care so much about the sport of rodeo. Yeah. We want to change the sport for the better and help it change and help it advance in every way we can. Yeah. And I really believe that fitness and getting these athletes on that level is the next thing that's going to progress them to sponsorships, getting endorsed by these yep. big companies. Yep. If you're a bad cat, 
and you are fit and you can represent a company there and you're good at your sport, dude, you don't have to worry about winning. You can go have fun and the winning is going to happen. Right. But you just set yourself up. And then on top of that, you're expanding into these other things like, you know, I don't know. Nike's a bad example, but a company of that, you know, well, it's it's not a bird that can pay you. It's not a bad example, though, because here, here's the other thing that I always go to, you know, because I went through this period in my time where, you know, I, I didn't want to buy anything less is made in USA. That's this end of story, man. It's got to be made in USA. But what's the largest brand in, in rodeo and Western culture right now? Pretty much it's Ariat. <clears throat> I mean, okay. you know, I mean, it's 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 yeah. if it's not the largest, it's one of the largest. Uh, and and it's a global brand. And all their stuff is made right, probably in the same factory that Nike stuff's made in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, and so, uh, so just to your point, I think Nike's a great example because you know if if you read the story of um, uh, the the book, you know about it and about how it started. Uh, it's an amazing thing. But but I, I just uh, to your point, it's like we need to bring rodeo and the cowboy culture, you know, to that level of consciousness in society because the thing is like the modern cowboy brand is our, our slogan is it's for the cowboy and all of us because everybody somewhere at yes. one point in their life you know man they want to ride that horse across yeah. the prairie do they want a cowboy hat you know invariably you know you go somewhere where people don't wear hats a lot or boots and you're, you're wearing some nice boots or a hat and what do people say they want. yeah dude i like your hat or i had some yeah. boots like that kind of you know people dig it you know Something. so yeah. It's it's an iconic figure that that just represents, I think, you know, uh, obviously great determination and, and perseverance, but also uh, uh, just, um, you know, a, it's a, a, a thing for good. You know, the cowboy is a thing yeah. for good, you know, and and, uh, and and the thing about being fit and healthy, you know, fit and when you're fit and, when you're fit and you're in shape and you're healthy. You you function better. I mean, completely. You're you're you have a different personality. You know, I'm going to use a reference from uh, one of my wife's favorite movies, Legally Blonde, uh, when she <laughs> says, you know, the the gals got arrested for murdering her husband, and she says, well, she she wouldn't murder her husband. She exercises and she yeah. releases endorphins, and so people that have endorphins are happy. They aren't going to murder people, but it's true. You know what I mean? When when you're training, you know, you feel good. You're and, much happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and you're able to. To uh, you know, be more creative, function better, and, and and do more good things. Then, you know, anyway. Dude, no, the mental side of working out is the is the part that you get that's not talked about. Right. And <clears throat> every single one of my guys tells me that it's not that we're doing all this mind training during the working out. It's that they put the work in every single day, right. no matter what. If it was a mobility session or an actual workout, and they show up to the rodeo, and there's no guessing. Right. They know that they put all the work in. I don't need to think about anything. I am prepared to do the basics perfect and do my job and go win. Yep. And that's all that they have to do. And there's no extra thinking. When you show up to the rodeo and you haven't done shit all week, right? That's when you get into your head. That's when you're like, oh my god, I drew, man, this is kind of a bucker. Like I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of oh, I better have my hammer talk. And then you're like, like you know, breathing hard and you feel you're gonna puke when you get on and you're just right. not. Then you you suck. You know, you right. don't ride good. But when you show up and you're freaking ready to roll doesn't matter what they put under you you know you put the work in that's where it matters and that's where this thing goes a long way yeah yeah you know it's something else too that, that I, I just want to say too because it's it's like when people watch any other sport you know most of us are watching the sports can't do it i mean you know i mean most of the spectators you know either they're mm-hmm. at an age where they can't do it or they've just never done it but we we live vicariously through that. So you know we see we see your little brother get on and we go, dude, yeah. this guy's freaking badass, you know. And it's like yeah. you know, so you're kind of you're you're right there with him in a way. 
but uh, you, but you're not <laughs> but you're not mounted. But you, you know, right. and, and and so and when when we can do that and convey that to uh, you know our audience and to the people, uh, you know, through the sport, through all the good things we can do in, in promoting the sport and bringing the sport even more into the mainstream, with just like what you're doing, uh, it's just it's just going to do nothing but help it grow. Yeah, man, it's uh, I'm excited about it, and like going to the rodeos now is so it's very different for me and it, it lights right. me up. Like, I'm like, Oh, I want to get on so bad, <laughs> but watching these guys, you know, I've got, like I'm in Cheyenne last week and I had eight guys up throughout the events and granted, there's 30 or 40 guys back there or whatever, probably more than that. Right. But there's eight guys doing exercises, warming up. And it's so different than you never see that before. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and all those eight guys go out there and, and kick ass and they're all coming back to the semifinals. So, you know, it's like, Hey, all 40 of you guys that weren't doing that, you should watch. Like, that's what that's what matters, and that's what you need to do. That's what gets your head right. That gets the body right. Yep. And it's cool to watch it change, and it's cool to be there and support them and pull their riggings, pull their ropes, watch them do, you know, their job freaking awesome because of the strength they've gained from what we're able to give them. And that's yep. another thing is I can't make you a better at rodeo athlete, like specifically at your event. I can make you stronger at the things that you need to do. Right. To be good at your event. So just real quick, I touched on this with everybody, especially recently, because we've had a lot of questions. Like we had a kid, uh, a young kid, but valid question. When do I start riding better? <laughs> and we're like, okay, cool, dude. Like that's a valid point. Well, how many times are you working out? I'm working out four times a week. Okay. How many times are you getting on a spur board? Once. Okay. I will never, ever replace skill work. You know what I mean? You right. have to put in the work on that skill. So right. instead of working out four days a week, how about we work out two days a week and those other two we're getting on the spur board and we're doing mobility. Right. So you're still doing, you're still doing functional things for the sport and for your body, but you're working on that skill because going to the gym is never going to replace the, the, what you do in the, in the, in the arena, you know? Yeah. And I see also a lot of guys trying to recreate the intensity or the ride in the gym. Right. And I cannot say this enough. You will never, ever, ever recreate what you do in right. the gym with, with what happens in the arena. So just stop. Right. Right. <laughs> Slow down. Focus on the stability of everything. Focus on perfect movement and take that to your, your sport and your skill work. And it's going to go a million miles. But I see guys standing on stability balls, like standing on a big ball. And you're right. like, dude. I like good job. I guess that you can balance on that, but you're there's no functionality that you have to stand on your bull to ride it. No, right. you're sitting. So if you're going to do anything, straddle that thing and squeeze it with right. your thighs, like you're going to ride it. Um, you know, and I don't, I'm not talking trash at all. No, um, I hear you. Yeah. But like you watch PBR has an amazing sports, uh, a strengthening coach. He's a hell of a good coach, but he doesn't know rodeo. And so right. he has a lot of things you see on there that I'm like, Oh my goodness. If every young guy that's riding bulls thinks that's what they're supposed to do, we've got a huge problem and we're going to end up in a taking steps backwards because this is going to hurt these kids more than it's going to help them. Right. So I just like to everyone else listening, like he's a great coach. That's great information for really, really advanced athletes. If you're a new guy, I highly suggest taking that all with a big grain of salt. Right. And, you know, the thing is, is I'll, I'll go out on a limb here uh, talking about, you know, different types of training. I mean, we already talked to, about it and touched on it, but, <clears throat> a lot of times, uh, just like with with doctors and and people, they get in their mind that there's a certain way to do things, or they learn something a certain way. Um, I've got a a guy who's one of my top 
medical guys on my team right now uh, who's actually a nurse practitioner but he's a brilliant guy and like he says he goes you come out you come out of he's he's i'll say only a nurse practitioner but he's smarter than 90 percent of the doctors i've ever i know ever talked. Therapist like that man. dude yeah yep. yeah he's brilliant but it, it's like you know um uh the uh, i lost my train of thought there for a second um Doctors oh, kind of so, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So he said you come out of there and you're you're brainwashed, you know, you're oh. you're, you're brainwashed. And, and, and it's like and there's so many th- factors behind it in, in terms of things driving it, you know, from prescription medication sales to, you know, all this, all the all, all the bus- bullshit. It's, it's not really the the end users uh, best interest they have at heart. You know what I mean? And, and right. so uh, a guy may have good intentions. He may be a great trainer, may have degrees, you know out his ears but it's like elon musk said man you know you don't need to go to school nowadays because everything is available for free <laughs> you, know, you can yep, google it you know exactly and you can draw your own opinions just like you were talking about you know you've researched you've studied and then you've uh put it into action and and applied it and 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 uh you know and then you see the results you know yep. and then you adjust on the fly as you got to go you know what i mean and you yep. improve and and advance and and i i just think that's important and, and critical absolutely and, man you know, and talking about uh, uh, you know the pbr too i mean because the pbr has done an amazing job of helping advance incredible. The, the cowboy you know um incredible yeah and and but the thing we really need to have too and, and i've talked this about this a lot on the podcast and uh Courtney Dehoff, she talks about it a lot too, and I've talked to a lot of other people on it too. Like Dare to Be a Cowboy had her on. You know, uh, it, it's we've got to we've got to stick together as a group of people. You know what I mean? Even even if yeah. guys, even if a guy's wearing a you know uh, a um, oh what's his name a singer it's a, a Brad Paisley. If they're wearing a Brad Paisley hat yeah. and it's crushed up, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like. Dude's still wearing a cowboy hat. He still he yeah. still wants to be in, in, in the in the deal. And, and country music singers, you know, uh, except for Cody Johnson and and uh, you know uh, John Pardee and a few others, uh, Josh Ward and all them guys, they still wear regular cowboy hats. But a lot of the country mm-hmm. guys in, in in Nashville, you know, they're gonna wear a, you know jacked up hat. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy may not know, you know, he he may say, hey man, that's that's what I wear. I wear a, you oh, know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it, it's 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 keeping uh, you know. Particularly in today, in this day and age, keeping everybody on the same page together, and together you know, PRCA, yeah. IPRA, PBR, WCRA, all of them, you know, and because uh, we're, we're all cowboys and cowgirls, you know. Yeah, imagine how freaking badass Rodeo would be if everyone just worked together, right? And wasn't yeah. so damn proud and like yes. just stuck in the. And we, I'm not going to say any more about this, but the good old boys club, and that goes for the doctors thing you're saying. Yes. That goes for all those things that. Yep. They're so stuck in their ways. They don't give a shit about expanding or learning anything different. Yep. And that's the way it's going to be. And it yep. ain't changing. And yep. I hate that. Yep. You know, and it, 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 just like you said, it's the same thing in our government, you know, with the, the oh, yeah. you know, both sides of the aisles. And, uh, you know, in, but I see change coming, which is good uh, because, too. you know, sooner or later. Yeah, exactly. And sooner or later, you know, the old bulls, they do die off. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and we've just got to kind of, and the thing is, is, you know, I mean, I'm probably over twice your age almost, you know, and or at least twice your age. And I've, I made a decision, you know, back when I started the podcast, uh, you know, dude, I, I wasn't going to be a 60 year old, bitter old fart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, and, and like a lot of guys can be, you know, I, I got yeah. friends, friends that are like that, you know, and, and for I got me, 30 year old friends like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's crazy, you know? Uh, and, and then there's so much, uh, so much you can do at, at all points in your life. Just like your grandfather was 89, man, and he downhill skis. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, 
he like you know it's all about your perception of everything and all yep. about what you think you can do you know i've heard i'm watched i was on a conversation somewhere on some thread on facebook and someone was saying that you know rodeo's dead that you're never gonna it's never been in that as low as it is now and i was like i could not disagree with that more like yeah. we have rodeo and more homes getting watched on television yep. ever than before we had like preston idaho which is like a 2003 i don't know how, it's not a lot of it's not a big rodeo right Four hundred thousand people viewed that rodeo in their homes right like, that has never happened before rodeo has never been on this platform before before Yep. It's, I don't think there's ever been more of an exciting time to be in rodeo. Yep. And I think great, great things are coming and changes are coming. And I think we're going to grow. I think we're just going to have a little bit of a growing pain here really yep. soon. Yep. And then it's going to be the most, it's going to be what everyone thinks it can be and what knows it can be. Yep. Yeah. And I'm really pumped about it. Yeah. It's funny. We were just talking yesterday about uh, the movie Urban Cowboy because I remember when that came out, you know, and uh, that did so eight seconds like yeah, yeah in eight seconds all those yeah. things and they did so much for for you know for this culture and then you know we got yellowstone which is another one that's that's helped explode it you know and i that's, that's like when the I was, best one. yeah and when i was back there in 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 montana you know um we we're just talking to you know a bunch of different people and guys that are really connected in in the industry and stuff and and like they were saying, you know, they feel like we've got another one of those big, we're on another one of those waves again, you know, where the, yep. you know, Western, and what's funny is my son just showed me, he's a barber and he just showed me this advertisement for this, this is kind of clippers, you know, and it's, it's a whole ad. Matter of fact, I was going to try to post it on my, on my Insta. So it goes through and it's just showing all these different people that use the clippers. Well, they show the Compton Cowboys, you know, down in Compton, Randy Savvy and them guys. And then, then they show this other cowboy bridling his horse. And then they show, you know, these people in the city and whatever. And then they show this young girl roping a dummy steer. You know, and this is just for a, a you know, a trimmer for, you know, your face so or your crazy. hair or in, in, in some ways. I bet I know who that is. I bet it was my buddy Trey Hosley. Hosley. He's a bareback rider, dude. He's straight out of Compton. Like, came from there, just oh, wanted yeah. to ride bucking horses. And he, uh, he won the California circuit last year. He like he came to Texas and got on his first bucking horses with me and Richie ever. And this was probably ten years ago. And he's just he still lives there in Compton teaching kids like how to be rodeo cowboys. He's they're just the greatest guy. It's super cool. But I bet they have some kind of connection. Yeah, I'm sure. That's super awesome, man. But yeah, nonetheless, it is an exciting time to be a part of rodeo, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think what you're I doing, think, man, yeah. is is as just you know something that's really really needed and, and i you know it's just super cool and it's something that you know people can relate to that that you know aren't rodeo cowboys but they like that cowboy lifestyle or you, you know what i mean uh you you look at like the other brand that's that's really come up which is crazy uh tacovas you know with tacovas boots you know they're and they're mm-hmm. they're they're uh, they're marketing to a little bit different market but still you know the guys that's buying that type of boot is a guy that would really like to maybe slip on an Anderson Bean or you know or a Bex or something and and yeah. stick his his foot in one of those freaking coffin stirrups and, and throw his leg over one. You, you know what I mean? That that's Absolutely. that's that's in our mind when we're when we're when we're buying the clothes that we wear Absolutely. and the things that we do. You know, so uh, it's super cool. But hey, Doug, we're getting we're getting close to end of our time yeah, perfect, here, man. Yeah, yeah and I, but I, I got to ask you. I always got to ask everybody these same three questions. Um, favorite brand of cowboy hats. Do you have? Do you have one? I'm gonna go resist all, man. Okay, resist all. That's the uh, resist all. Kojo, Kojo's got that own that his own line there, man. I'm I'm a big fan of those lids. So yeah, and and and, no, and they they, they seen them yet. 
Oh, I've seen them, man, and they're and they're super yeah. cool. They got they they come shaped really nice too, and yeah, they're really nice. Yeah, yeah. So all you guys, if you need a new lid, get out there and get that res- Kojo Resistol. Yeah, and head over to uh, nrsworld.com uh, or click my link in the bio and use the code Modern Cowboy and get a discount on go. one. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> favorite brand of boots? Anderson Bean, all day, baby. Okay. Um, and favorite uh, cowboy movie? Does Lonesome Dove count as a movie? Yes, it does because it's okay. probably it's probably probably the number one on on the on the podcast. Yeah, man, Lonesome. I mean, I grew up watching that with my dad. It's honestly the reason that I'm terrified of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I would never forget that that water moccasin scene of that yeah. horse and that kid get ate up. I was probably three watching that, and it just scarred me for life, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that of that series and that movie. But I mean, eight seconds. Honestly, Pure Country is my favorite movie of all time. So if that counts as a cowboy yeah, movie. That's yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, you want to buy a rope? That's a great movie. It's Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, that's too funny. Well, hey, Doug, man, I appreciate you coming on. I really enjoyed it. And uh, people want to follow you. Uh, uh, your website is championlivingfitness.com. Fitness, yep. And, your, and then Instagram what? is champion.living. Okay. And, um, man, just I haven't told anybody this yet. You're the first one to know, but we're going to be having our own podcast coming out in about a month that we're starting up. Awesome, Talking dude. about just fitness and rodeo and uh, and life in general, but we'll definitely be having you on there to talk about uh, your supplement line and everything. We definitely want to know more about that. And uh, yeah, man, we're excited to get that going. But I think that uh, it'll be a cool deal. We're just talking about again what we do and um, you know how our athletes are doing. We're going to have them on to talk about their experiences with us and how it's helped them, how it's changed, how they do things. Um, and then we're going to have big arrays of people, man. I got a right. bunch of guys that are you know musicians and um guys that had nothing to do with rodeo so we're going to get as much information out there as we can to whoever wants to listen yeah very cool well you know it's interesting because i've I've had uh well i started my podcast in 2018 and i think this is like episode 168 uh and i've helped like five other people start their podcast you know guys that have listened to my podcast you know and then they say yeah i was thinking about doing it you know and and my buddy just uh I actually had him on Ben Longwell. He's over in New Zealand, but he's from Colorado originally. That's where he's from, but he married a gal in New Zealand. So he's the, the American cowboy in New Zealand. And he just he just started a podcast and uh, it's more related, just, you know, horse training and stuff too. But he's got a lot of different things on there, you know. Uh, but yeah, you're you're going to find it, uh, that it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's kind of addicting. You know, and it's it's funny because I've had so many different people on the podcast and and you always just there's always a surprise you know uh, just like with you and you got on and it's like first thing it's you know your brother's richie champion you know and 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 then you're on the road with with cody you know forever and it's just it's just super cool you know and and uh you know i I actually had i i had uh one of the most interesting guys that was really kind of different was um i had uh kimball musk elon musk's brother and wow dude that was a cr- a great episode man i mean those guys they're on to listen to that. yeah yeah they're 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 they they're a kind of a different level man but super cool super cool guy you know he wears a cowboy hat all the time and he That's actually awesome. he actually went into uh the best hat store there and and got a new felt he usually wears a straw 
but uh, Danny shaped him up a felt down there, and yeah. uh, which was cool. But uh, to hear his story, you know, because they're immigrants, and he loved they love America, man, and he he wears oh, cowboy hat all the time because he just loves what it what it represents, you know, and he feels that the cowboy represents America, you know. So it does, man, absolutely cool, cool stuff like that. But there's some surprising stuff in that episode as well. But uh, the, the list goes on with with people, man. Everybody's, you know. It seems like everybody's just got such a great story, and it's 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 great to share it, and and uh, you know people gain a lot from it. So, couldn't agree more, man. Well, yeah. I appreciate you having me on, Dan. And uh, yeah, absolutely. If you need anything, man? Give me a buzz. Oh yeah, well, get up I'm here a- to Greeley. We'll go do some fly fishing. Yeah, there you go. You know, I actually just we just kayaked down the uh, Madison. Uh, well, it was the That's Madison, awesome. the uh, whatever, the other, the Jefferson, and the uh, what is it, Galactic or whatever. It makes the head of Missouri there, right out of Three Forks. But when we we're out there, I'm saying I'm screaming water moccasins just, because, <laughs> just because from that scene. You'll see me scream like a little girl. <laughs> You'll never yeah, see me move yeah. so fast in my life. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. So hey, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Um, I mean, I've already I've been all over your website and checked it out, but I'm going to go on there and, and click on and, and sign, uh, click become an athlete. So be looking for that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, do that, and we'll get you going, man. And anybody else, if you have any interest or want to talk to the coach on our website, you can just click to become an athlete on any of the pages. It's all over the website, so just click it, and it gives you a little form to fill out, gives us some information about you, and then you'll have a coach reach out to you really quickly. Yeah, perfect. All right, brother. Hey, man. Awesome, well, thanks. Man. Thanks again, and then uh, we'll be in touch. Hey, and also. Um, uh, check that text I sent you too because there's some more information I'll need on there as well. You got it, brother. Every Friday afternoon I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups Fancy rigs, $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the roping pen. Yeah.
Someday I just might be We'll turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen Down at the roping